Welcome to the Commission Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Bryant, and every month I coach you to develop leaders like Jesus did by examining how he interacted with five groups of people, the lost, the crowds, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. At Commission Leadership, it's our mission to provide connection and coaching for pastors. We help leaders like you take a biblical approach to leadership development so you can lead like Jesus, find more volunteers, and develop leaders from the crowd. So this is the final episode in this five-part series on our biblical framework for leadership development. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to listen to our first four episodes. And to recap, here's what we've learned. In the Gospels, Jesus interacted with five groups of people as it relates to leadership development. The lost, the crowd, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. The lost are people who are far from Jesus, and so he seeks them out and finds them. People in the crowd all want something they can get from Jesus, and as a result, they gather towards him. Unlike the crowd, the followers aren't concerned with what they can get from Jesus, but rather they are marked by a hunger to learn from him. It's their belief in Jesus that sets them apart from the crowd and compels them to follow him from town to town. And in the last episode, I emphasize that all followers of Jesus are disciples, and thus all disciples are followers. However, what sets apart the 12 disciples from the rest of his followers is that Jesus specifically chose them to join him in his ministry. He calls the 12 his friends and teaches them to love like he does. And this brings us to our final group and ultimately the reason this ministry exists, the leaders. You've heard me say this before, it's my passion to help you grow as a leader in the church and to utilize this framework in your ministry so you can develop leaders from the crowds of people that attend your church every week. I wasn't always as passionate about leadership development as I am now. In fact, with my first ministry position, I thought that to be a leader was to be a doer. You see, I was the person who was being paid to do ministry, and so I felt very uncomfortable delegating responsibility to others. And if I'm completely honest, though, I think there was a part of me that liked control. It was just easier to do things myself than to actually take the time and energy to train someone to carry out certain responsibilities in the ministry. And in the short term, it was easier. But I didn't realize the long-term drain this would have on my energy and mental health. And so within three short years, I found myself on the edge of burnout. By God's grace, I learned from my mistakes and he gave me a second chance with another church that provided me with a little bit more support than I had in the ministry previously. And this time, I made it a priority to develop leaders within the sports ministry. There was only one problem, though. I didn't know how. So I started my leadership journey with a question. 
how did Jesus develop leaders? And that's what led me to discover this framework that I've been sharing with you on the podcast. As I read through the Gospels, I could see these leadership principles clearly. And as I started applying them to my ministry, I moved from a place of near burnout to serving joyfully. And I did so for another decade. Slowly but surely, I went from feeling like I never had enough volunteers to having a pipeline of leaders in the church who loved Jesus and were eager to serve others. What's more is that these leaders became our biggest advocates and helped me develop other volunteers from within our congregation. A few years ago, I started commission leadership because I was burdened by the rate of burnout among many pastors I knew. Studies have shown that student pastors usually survive about two years in their first ministry position, and for sports pastors like me, it's even less, about 18 months on average. Now, there are a lot of things that contribute to burnout, but one I feel called to speak out against is the lack of leadership development that takes place in many of our churches. There are too many young pastors who feel isolated and don't have the support structure that they need to lead long and well in the calling God has placed on their life. If that's you, I'm so glad that you're here today. So that's my story of how God has stirred up this passion for leadership Now let's turn our attention to the final group in this framework, the leaders. Over the last decade, the church has really turned its attention towards discipleship. We hear over and over the importance of making disciples within the church. And I wholeheartedly agree. So I'd like to start with a question. What's the difference between making disciples and developing leaders? I ask because I often hear people use these terms interchangeably, and I want to make sure that we distinguish between the two. So go ahead, take a moment, and answer that for yourself. In your own words, what's the difference between making disciples and developing leaders? Making disciples and developing leaders share one thing in common. They are both processes by which people grow. But here's how they differ. Making disciples is the process by which Christians help each other learn to love and obey Jesus. This may happen through intentional training like a Bible study or prayer walking where people learn to pray for their neighbors and share their faith with the lost. But making disciples often happens organically as Christians invite each other into their homes and love each other like Jesus does. Making disciples is something that's expected of every Christian. But leadership development is a process by which people develop the skills, abilities, and humility to serve in positions of leadership in the church. 
In other words, all Christians are disciples, but not all disciples are leaders. There are many characteristics that distinguish leaders from the other disciples, but the one I'll focus on in this episode is this. Leaders take initiative. We see this most clearly in Peter. When Jesus is walking on water, it's Peter who steps out of the boat to join him. And while it might be easy to point out Peter's flaws and call him a failure for sinking, he took initiative, and he was the only one willing to risk failure in order to obey Jesus. That's an important quality to recognize in the church. So think about your ministry. Who are the people in your church who take initiative? Who is willing to risk failure and look foolish in order to obey Jesus? I want to clarify that taking initiative isn't the same thing as stepping into the spotlight. It just means that when there's a problem or a need, a leader steps up to provide a solution. I think of my good friend, Eric Moody. He was part of my sports ministry leadership team, and to this day, he'll tell you that he struggles to call himself a leader. But I think that's because he's not the type of guy that likes the spotlight. When I met him, he was doing so many things behind the scenes within our sports ministry and in our church at large that I was like, Eric, you have to be on our team. You're living out the humility and service that the Bible requires of a leader, and I want our people to see that this is the type of leadership we champion here. Throughout this series, I've talked about a primary characteristic of each group in the framework, along with the primary movement we see between Jesus and the people within each group, which are the lost are found, the crowds gather the followers believe, the disciples love, and the leaders develop. This works two ways. First, leaders grow and develop in their own capacity to lead. We see this first and foremost in Jesus, the greatest leader that ever existed. We get a glimpse of Jesus as a child in Luke chapter 2, And verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and man. I think it's easier for me to understand Jesus as being fully God, and I often forget that he was also fully human. This means that he learned and developed just like you and me. Over time, He grew into the leader God called him to be. But leadership isn't just about developing yourself. It's also about developing others. Jesus did this with Peter, James, and John. Like all of the disciples, Jesus gave these three opportunities to do ministry with him, like the feeding of the 5,000. But he also allowed them to experience things with him that the other disciples didn't. For example, Peter, James, and John were the only ones to see Jesus transfigured on the mountain. While we don't know a lot about James from Scripture, we can clearly see how Peter and John were groomed to lead the church after Jesus' ascension to heaven. 
Just like Jesus, leaders develop others and empower them to take their leadership to new heights. I want you to sit with a question for a moment. What would happen to your ministry if your position did not exist? Maybe you're a children's pastor, student pastor, sports pastor like I was. Would the ministry and the programs you offer collapse if you weren't there? Or are there leaders in place who would take the ministry to new levels? I think that's the thing I'm most grateful for from my season as a full-time pastor. I truly believed in the things I'm talking about on this podcast, and I made it my priority to make disciples and develop leaders. By the time God called me out of sports ministry, we had developed a leadership team who continued to run things while the church found my replacement. However, one year after finding my replacement, that person resigned. Remember what I said about burnout in ministry. Well, that was two years ago, and by God's grace, the ministry continues to thrive under the direction of one part-time administrative assistant and the team of volunteers who believe in what Jesus is doing to redeem sports in our community. I don't share this to toot my own horn, but to give glory to God and to encourage you that he really will do abundantly more than you can ask or imagine when you make discipleship and the development of leaders a priority. To wrap up this series, I want to circle back to the mission of this ministry, which is to provide connection and coaching for pastors so you can develop leaders from the crowd. I know that the needs of the crowd can feel overwhelming at times, and there are certain people in the crowd who will constantly demand your attention. I hope that you will resist the temptation to try to serve everyone's needs and instead make time to develop leaders who will partner with you in your ministry. If you're ready to take a deeper dive into your own development as a leader, I'd love for you to become a member of our community. Our members participate in a monthly small group cohort where we learn to apply the principles I discuss on this podcast. They also enjoy benefits like access to a private Facebook group, podcast bonus content, and training videos to grow in their development as Christian leaders. The great part is that because this is a ministry, members get access to all this great content for the same price you pay for a monthly streaming service. I've left a link in the description so you can join easily. And if you have any questions, you can email me at wbryant at commissionleadership.com. And hey, if you're not ready to officially join this community, but you have questions about what you're hearing on this podcast, by all means, please reach out to me, whether it's through email or we can connect on Instagram. I'm happy to help in whatever way I can to help you grow as a leader. Thanks again, my friends. We'll see you next time.